0: Today's episode of The Locker Room is proudly brought to you by the Flinders Golf Club. Top quality playing
1: conditions, modern facilities, and a sense of tradition that comes from being over 100 years old.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready for a rumble! James catches, puts up the 3 Wall
1: go, rebound, box. back out to Allen, history final!
3: the field, it's
2: deep, it is good, he got it, the kid in his last game, homers to left. Beckham, rips a shoot, Davey Beckham, oh goodness me,
3: pure genius from Davey Beckham. Watch the throw Now he's going to do it again with his legs, no he will throw, live
4: Welcome to the Locker Room, proudly brought to you by the Flinders Golf Club on RPPFM. Yes, and a huge good morning and welcome to the Locker Room, proudly brought to you by the Flinders Golf Club here at RPPFM. Great to have your company this Saturday morning, massive show lined up. Huge weekend of finals going on around the, with the local footy. There's some big stuff happening in national footy, stuff happening right around the country and around the world. So we had a lot to cram into our show right up until 12 o'clock. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to switch over to my left and uh, the golden tonsils of one uh, Mr Williams. Good morning, Neil. Yes, good
0: morning, Darren, and good morning to the listeners. Big, big show on today, lots of people mm. on. Of course, we weren't on last week with a big uh, Coles promotion. We've mm-hmm. jammed out, jammed two weeks' worth of shows into in the hour and a half today. We've got, uh, we're have got we going to talk about the girls' footy. of have just finished their finals. We're going to talk to the local table tennis legend in uh, Sam Palmer, Rory Sackville from the... St Kilda
2: Cricket Footy Club. Club Roy, it's great St Kilda Good.
0: Footy Club. Good. We're, we're going to talk to Scott Williams, who's just been back uh, coaching people to play golf in China, find a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And of course, Neil Craig, who works with the VIS in, in the talent identification
4: and training area. So, huge show. For all our listeners out there that are, are unaware of what the VIS is, or Vic- me, Victorian
0: <laughs> Institute of that's Sport a, would be the one. Of course, we know. Just. That. M- Station down there at Monash Uni in Frankston. So oh, there they they're, they're
4: are. They? Lo- local what's, people. What's, and, uh, what's, what's the new centre? That's a big swim centre down there. Oh, yeah, that, that's the where they, they used to play no,
0: a little bit of park, cricket and baseball. The
5: Peninsula Aquatic Recreation Centre is the oh, new yeah. ah, area. But this is at Monash University.
0: Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah the other one's the old right. Tay ferry, which Don't is worry about it, just work now it. got a swimming pool. <laughs> but Jess knows uh, Neil Craig, got him along today. Fantastic. And yeah, hello very to you, exciting. Jess. Hello, good, good morning. morning. Jess.
5: Good morning. I'm back from my weekend away last week in Dalsted, just Ooh. chilling out, getting a bit of rest and recovery ready to go. A bit of spa work. Yes, Visited sure. at the spa and then uh, pretty much cheese and champagne and chocolate oh, for the rest well of the week. All there, Mark. Showing off. And of course, we've got
4: uh, young Costa here as well, well, well uh, recovered after your uh, oh, illness a couple of weeks ago. M- man flu? Yes. No, nothing to talk about. Don't no want to talk about any results no. from last weekend. No. Maybe we'll bring that it's all up. Talk about later this weekend's results. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, of course it is. We don't live in the past, do we, Cosmo? One to, to do Aston Villa and Liverpool. Uh, and of course, uh, out on the back of another great uh, footy show this morning, the great man uh, Michael Voss. Uh, how are you, Michael? <laughs> morning, Darren. And uh, best dressed yeah. commentator. He
5: is. <laughs> putting us to wow. shame today. Fantastic.
0: <laughs>
4: You look uh, fantastic. Michael. Suitors, uh, well, you, you the the as soon as you know, as
0: soon as McEvoy put a tie on, he started going downhill, Mick. So, <laughs> so just be careful.
4: Now, is there any particular reason? <laughs> is it uh, obviously to do with uh, your, your calling of the grand final today with your with your Bulldogs? Was that the reason, or you've no, I've well, they're
6: a, playing tomorrow. Have you got a
4: date or <laughs> um, no, not? The, not not that not I know Not told there. of. So so there must be a reason behind it. Who have we got um, coming in? We haven't got.
7: Uh,
0: well, Kelly
4: from the Blues isn't coming. No,
0: either. no, 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 no. <laughs> but we do have e- Emily, who's from the girls' footy, who's won the best ah, and fairest from the association. Ah, it might be
4: to do with Emily. I don't right. know. Is it? Are well, you going to give us an explanation, or we're we just going to no, continue just, with this just joke? Make a, a,
6: make a bit of an effort, Darren. What's He's wrong with that? Looking a bit spiffy today.
4: Oh. He, is, yes. he is. Yes. We'll okay. get that under the oh, Facebook later. All right. Well, I just don't know where to go with that. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go. We're going to go straight to the headlines Mr to the because I think we've got a bit of a grumpy Michael this morning
0: action pack yes it's the sports headlines for Saturday September the 20th AFL qualifying final Sydney or not qualifying the uh, preliminary final Sydney 136 North Melbourne 65 absolute thrashing bit of a bit of an easy one there yeah. game over at about the 10 minute mark hawks play power at the ridiculous time i think of 4:45 this afternoon how stupid is that NRL first semi Sydney Roosters 31 Cowboys 30 Third year in a row they got a controversial decision to rub out the Cowboys 30-0 at half time for the Roosters and Cowboys stormed home Should have had that one probably Manly play Bulldogs tonight Man City and Chelsea preparing for the big clash Sunday night The rumours continue over the sacking of Brenton Sanderson and the Crows And if you were listening to Adelaide Radio They're all spilling the beans there It's just that ridiculous stuff Federal court has delivered its verdict And it's uh, Essendon-0 Asada 34 Asada's actions were, were lawful, the four cause no, or show cause notices still stand in surfing Stephanie Gilmore has claimed her sixth title, almost Emphatic victory over Sally Fitzgibbons in, in California, she's way out in front Everton marked its return to European football Michael's sparkling f- 4-1 win over Wolfsburg in the Europa League. In tennis, Casey DeLacquid knocked out overnight in the semi-finals of the Pan Pacific. Uh, Carolyn Wozniacki is inching closer. Ash Barty has decided to take a break. She's just uh, fatigued. It's been too hard for her. Na, dodgy knees. She's retired from the game. The Royal and Ancient Golf Club at St Andrews has voted to allow women members the first time in its 260-year history, uh, which is uh,
4: just starting to catch up with the rest of the world. Finally, those dishes are going to get done. Absolutely,
0: that's probably what it. They've been building up for 260 years. Australia's been handed a daunting Davis Cup tie uh, away to Thomas Burdick's uh, Czech Republic. F1, uh, Ricardo is third fastest in practice at Singapore. Hamilton is the fastest. And just coming in a few minutes ago, the boxing champ Floyd Mayweather may be asked to answer some questions about marijuana use in mm, his training I gym. That. Very interesting. And, of course, the match of the day, grand final day, Cerrito and Crib today at 2. And tomorrow, Mornington and YC.
5: And just a quick update. The under-18 Nepean grand final is being played as we speak. My son's playing for Mount Eliza at the moment, and they're playing Rosebud. And Mount Mm. Eliza have had to win the last four in a row just to make it to the grand final. Rosebud are... Flat out favourites, but at half time there's only eight points in it. So, a very, uh, ten points, sorry. There's a very good match going on right yeah. now. So, I'll give you updates as I get them. But, yeah, it was expected to be a bit of a walkover. So, the Mammalizer boys are uh, putting hey. in. And word was that Rosebud were going to give some of those private school boys a bit of a belting. So, we'll mm. see what happens.
0: Very interesting, yeah. We'll know that before 12 o'clock today, the yes. result.
6: Just on the uh, just on the Hawthorne scenario It's at 4.45 Ridiculous Well the fact is Hawthorne should have been playing last night No
0: they weren't first
6: They were first Because they won the first <laughs> final
0: No they weren't first yeah. they Sydney finished first, on top They won the, the first The mistake final. was last year When Hawthorne had to play On the Saturday instead of the Friday yeah, That was a mistake Sydney sh- But now they got it right
6: Sydney should have played On the Friday night To start Stop with whining. the first <laughs> <finals>. <laughs> Well done Well done It's not going oh, to be The be all and end all Of whether Hawthorne If they get through Today, win or lose next week, but the fact is, Sydney have got to play the ridiculous notion of playing finals at a, at a terrible stadium in ANZ Stadium. They should be playing at the Against SCG. a team
0: who uh, did very
6: well to get there, but wasn't much good wow. last night. It is good. Yeah, well, yeah. very <laughs> grumpy. I think, I, think, I think we all agree that Ooh. ANZ Stadium's a house of horrors. Ooh, Ooh house of I like Ooh, that oh, one. Right. like that word. House, house of horrors. That's a new segment. Make a nose oh, house house of it. <laughs> Thanks, Mick.
4: <laughs> house <laughs> of horrors. You're a today, aren't you? He's on fire. I think you go back to casual gear. Go yeah, back to the leisure next yeah, week. Now, out, Don't take this to Coles <laughs> next week. But, uh, Don't take this attitude down. Can I just? Uh, I've got. You better do
0: that before our break, Darren, because we are oh, heaps boy. so fly boy. through. Buddy.
4: Wal- Walmart <laughs> de Mexico, hmm. uh, which is also somehow known as WalMex, of course, is under investigation because customers had complained that there was cockfighting going on in one of their stores, right. according to Michael. According to the complaint, said cockfight uh, was intended to promote a soda company. A Warmex spokesman, Antonio O'Carranza, Ocarranza, hello to the Ocarranza family, said the roosters weren't armed with blades, no betting took place at the store, and no birds were harmed. Several adult film companies, however, have allegedly expressed interest in the event.
0: There you go. What have you got there, Jess? Quick just local footy update, update. Yep. Under
5: 17 grand final, Berwick has just beaten Nary Warren by four points.
0: Oh. A good, another and close one. Like Neil, those close Lena, calls. Lena, good question. I reckon thirty-one or two. She I reckon that, she that old. Okay. I reckon. Yeah, but dodgy Are knees retired? was her problem. Yeah. Should, yeah. But Darren, we, we have our first lot of guests out there in the foyer. We better let you, them in. It'll be the
4: girls' footy. It's Gary a, Sanford. That's the that's the nod and the wink you'll give. Well, them otherwise them. we're going oh, okay, to eleven no. o'clock
0: news and oh, not get there.
4: Oh, I'm with you. <laughs> we're going to take our first break. This, of course, is the locker room uh, brought to you every week. Uh, and for the next 12 months from our good friends John G and the Flinders Golf Club. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Jamo from the Mornington Soccer Club. There's only one place I turn to for all of my local sport. It's the Locker Room 98.7 on Saturday mornings. Welcome back to the Locker Room. Proudly brought to you by the Flinders Golf Club on 98.7 RPPFM.
5: Yes, welcome back. This is The Locker Room and we are now joined in the studio by Gary Sanford and local female footy legend, (laughs) Emily from Mornington Youth uh, Youth, youth, Club.
8: Welcome,
0: guys. (laughs) Now, of course, Gary, uh, you've been in a couple of times chatting about the girls' football, but uh, the local side actually made finals. uh, which have all been done and dusted now?
7: Yeah, they have all been done and dusted. It's the second year that we've had the Mornington Youth Girls team together and we competed over at the Southeastern Region Youth Girls competition. Last year we didn't make finals. This year we were in the top three teams and finished in the pre- prelim final, which was a fantastic result.
4: Uh, and I noticed, I think it was only a, was a point... Yeah. Uh, Margin in the preliminary final, I didn't notice
7: Yeah, half, halfway through the year uh, When I think I came in last time, Neil um, We were undefeated And we came up against Cranbourne and Beaconsfield In two consecutive games uh, They really taught us how to play footy And beat mm. us quite easily We finished up uh, playing Beaconsfield In one of the qualifying finals And at half time we were in front But lost that And then we, we went through to the prelim And played Cranbourne mm. Who had in the first game beat us by about 49 points and to get within one point, mm. and we sh- look, mm. we should have, could have, anything could have happened, but yeah. uh, mm. it was a great achievement by the girls.
0: Now, of course, Emily's in the studio with us, uh, and uh, people can't see, but uh, you have to describe Tim- Emily as being tall enough to oh, play basketball or netball, I guess. wish
5: Emily played netball, but <laughs> I, hear, I hear, Emily, you're a basketballer. Tell us about your basketball.
9: Yeah, so I've played basketball since ever I can really remember, and... I decided that I'd have a go at footy and just loved it from the beginning.
5: Yeah, so what was it about footy? Because I know a lot of young girls starting to take it up and not, you wouldn't expect them to, you know, tall, slim things like yourselves that you think, oh, well, I don't want to get hit. So what was it about <laughs> footy that, that appealed to you?
9: Um, I don't know. I think it was that my brothers played it and I just wanted to keep up with them. But, I don't know, as soon as the first game just drew me to it, I loved it so much.
4: We might, uh, if we had the, the lovely ladies from the Legends Football League in here, they would probably show some interest as well, because they did show a bit of interest in yeah. one of our co-hosts <laughs> here. They did, the they, yeah, they tried to
3: recruit.
7: Playing the ladies gridiron, <laughs> that would have been, <laughs> well, it could be another opportunity for you as well. well. They call the Maidens, that's right. The yeah.
1: Maidens, yes, mm. absolutely. It was
7: quite funny, well, not funny from the basketball point of view during the year, but Emily, just after winning the national, well, being part of the national under-18 uh, winning team, uh, decided to give basketball away In favour of football in Which uh, to her mother's uh, mm. <laughs> Almost uh, mm. oh, All that driving
5: with basketball yeah. <laughs> But I'm happy to say She's told me
7: driving down here in the car She is back trying out for basketball no, again. No, she's
5: coming down to my try uh, yeah, uh,
8: So Now
0: of course you've had a pretty good Pretty successful year uh, You've been saying You've been playing basketball Football not as long But a very successful year I think you got the best and fairest in not only the local team but did pretty well in the association as well.
9: Uh, yeah,
8: I won the won the league, best
5: and fairest, two Woo! Winners, so. <laughs> our applause.
4: Oh, <laughs> there it <he> is. <laughs> there so, what is it exactly when you decided to switch codes or get involved with the footy? What is what is the attraction? What is what was it exactly about the game that attracted you to get involved?
9: Um, I don't really know. I think was there was a lot it was a lot harder than basketball at the start and there was more contact which was a lot more fun. And um yeah, winning with the girls was such a good team, I think that mm-hmm. was was the main part was the girls. So
0: many of the girls you play with you've met through school and that type of thing, is that how it
9: Yeah, most of them were from from school mm-hmm. and then I brought a couple of basketball friends down <laughs> as well, so yeah.
7: Yeah, just, just on that, um, there was a nucleus of girls that were friends of Emily's that had played other sports, that got together. But we had players from Rye, Georgia Walker, who mm-hmm. made the under-18 um, state team for Victoria. Wow. And Liz, Liz Muir also made the under-18 state team this year. And we had Paris Dahl, a basketballer, one of uh, Emily's friends, made the 16-and-under school sports um, state team, and they were national champions. Mm. But we had players, uh, Zoe Mitchell from Hastings, a couple of girls from Somerville, a couple of girls from Bitten, Dramana, Rosebud. It was a Mornington Peninsula team that mm. we had our presentation night on Thursday night, and it was just a great team spirit mm. that we had with uh, with just a great bunch of girls.
4: Do you find also for you, Gary, your involvement now? Are you able to sort of switch your attention into making sure? Uh, there is a solid team structure in place for next year. Is, is the dust still setting a little bit now to make sure you still... you go into recruiting mode, I guess, to make sure the girls come along next year. I said
7: year. to Emily coming down here, one of the questions that was going to be difficult to answer um, was what's happening next year. Mm. The last two years, it's, uh, these girls have pioneered Uh, girls footy on the peninsula and there is a real push through the junior football league to get youth girls footy up and running at under 13 age Mm -hmm. and then this uh, group's age group from 13 to 18 so there is a possibility that there will be a team set up down at Rye Rosebud Uh, I know Mount Eliza have a competition up and running and I know that Ballura and Mount Martha are trying to get a team I would love these girls to stay together but I just don't know that that's going to be a possibility. So there's, answer your question, Darren, it's a little bit up in the air, and if we had an answer now, I think these girls would be a lot happier too.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess you would probably rely upon the the young ladies to talk about the involvement and, mm. and be advocates as well, Be be a positive voice for your involvement in the sport. So you're at school and... And uh, they'd have a lot of your friends saying, "How do I get involved? And, and what's the attraction? Should I get involved now?" And so you, you became become that voice of of the club and the sport whilst you're at school.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's um one of my good basketball friends, and I was kind of handing her to get down to footy for a long time, and she did, and she was runner-up, yeah. runner-up, best and fairest at our at our club, and yeah. So she's enjoyed football heaps as well, and so hopefully. And get some more basketball girls as well. <laughs> Absolutely.
7: And my, my daughter was a netball, uh, netball player uh, with waves and everything. And unfortunately, she uh, had an ACL injury before the start of the season and missed the whole season. So there is a a great um, ability from the netballers and the basketballers to want to come and play footy because it's amazing how much the girls love the physical contact.
4: Mm, absolutely. And the boys like coming down and getting involved and watching you play, Emily. Yeah, that part of the attraction good. as well, getting the guys coming down and watching you go around? <laughs>
7: Yeah, we we had great say. support from Balura Junior Footy Club, and we hosted two games, or they hosted two games, and the boys were watching them, mm. and from all re- accounts, after the games, the boys, the under-15s and that, were blown away by how far these girls kicked the ball, and the physical marking and contesting in the games. So, mm. yeah, there were a lot Are of boys' shots.
5: Do they modify the rules at all, or is it exactly the same?
9: Um. There's a few things that are a little bit different, but it's, it's mainly the same. Like two bounces, I think that's different, so we can't run the entire okay. ground. Okay. Yeah, can't kick off the ground. But other than that, it's about the same. And um, what's so your
5: position, Emily, just as we
9: go on? I'm a ruckman. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Actually, Emily plays in the ruck because she is so dominant around the ground, but yeah. if I sort of class her and, and look at the way she plays as a ruck rover, her skills on the ground, she was uh, probably third in our goal kicking with 28 And just sensational player. um, An Adam Goodes type. Absolutely very versatile yeah, yeah absolutely a good player anyway
5: yeah there's certainly heaps of hype at, at Mount Eliza where I've got um, my sons um, in the girls and they won their premiership in the in the juniors and and just I just can't believe how many girls like young little calisthenic girls or mm. basketball or netballers mm. that have come and they just love that aggression and that you know get a bit of uh, blow a bit of steam off I think yeah. absolutely <laughs> I think. it
7: is one of the fastest growing sports mm. the AFL is promoting and uh, I think it will continue and I look the last two years have been fantastic to see Emily come along and mm. achieve um, a league best and fairest uh, was just amazing. Yeah, it amazing. highlights, I think, what any girl that wants to play footy on the peninsula can uh, aspire to. Mm. So
5: how, would they, how do they get in contact, I mean, particularly with your club or in general, what's the avenue for them to go?
7: Again, that's a difficult question because uh, we were affiliated with the MPJFL and it was really driven by these girls wanting to play and myself coaching, so you do drive it yourself. I would suggest that they make contact with uh, Andrew Souter Uh, the president of the Junior Football uh, League down here, or either Mount Martha or Balura Junior Footy Clubs, or if you're down at Rosebud, uh, Rosebud Footy Junior Footy Club or Rye Junior Footy Club.
0: So go through the local team first, and and that's the best way to do it. You can also,
4: sorry, before you wrap it up, Neil, you can also jump onto the Facebook page and perhaps request to join your group as well, and it keeps you updated on everything that's going on as well.
0: that's that's very good. It's been fantastic, Uh, Gary. Of course, uh, Bendigo Bank support the, the girls' footy. We and uh, love the Just before Bank. the news, we're going to speak to our other great sponsor, Johnny G. He's going to come in because there's some big things happening at Flinders. I'll get, he can even take my mic, John. Come over. But, again, thanks, Gary, and, and uh, great to see, see Emily, and uh, we'll certainly try to get you back next winter in whichever sports you're playing. You. Uh, that's yeah. what
7: I said to Emily coming in, whatever sports she's involved in, there's basketball opportunities. You and, are but always, for the always welcome. On on Absolutely.
4: Yeah, on you, Gary, and, and thanks, Emily. Now, John G's working his way around here, uh, settling in. We've uh, only got about five minutes to the news, so uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to get uh, John okay. sort of knocked over in five minutes, which is going to be very hard to get. That's going to be a tough mic. one, mate. Just, I don't <laughs> yeah.
10: know if I can
4: do that. <laughs> there you go. Okay, John, so uh, great to have you on the show again. Thank you. Every week you're, you're popping in, which is terrific. What's going on at the Majestic? linda it The majestic. The well, ma- it, majestic. Is, it
10: is indeed majestic. majestic. But listen, I just wanted to let you guys know we are going to be at the Mornington Bridal Fair this Sunday, which is tomorrow. Right, tomorrow, okay, And that's yep. at the Mornington Racecourse. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to stand up there and uh, we're encouraging all potential bride and grooms to... Come to our stand and, and have a look at what we've got. Um, as a couple of special offers that we're doing for our, our bride and grooms is, um, if you come up and say hi and, and tell us that you've uh, you've listened to the locker room or you you just want to come and have a chat about your upcoming wedding, um, I'll give you a voucher which is a free a complimentary lunch
4: for two oh, down at the club.
10: Oh. Why wouldn't you go down?
5: So,
4: um, I'm giving you a round of applause for that one, John. That's fantastic. Would you like uh, before we go? On, would you like me to come down and, and play the devil, devil's advocate? and just uh, and and do a taste test No no can convince people or ask people why they really should be getting married where they should reconsider <laughs> Well you <mom laughs> <laughs> come down to that point. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying a bit of baggage at the moment. Uh, we, we, may, we may not do that. Continue eh? on, John. <laughs> yeah, maybe <so> I'll come <laughs>
10: down ten <laughs> yeah, years. Going but it'll <laughs> give <laughs> them a chance to uh, give them a chance to have a look at the club and, and see what uh, there is. And, yeah. and, and obviously, you know, we we think very highly of what we have.
4: And try before you buy. Yeah, try before you buy. Absolutely. So come and try
10: it. And uh, the other thing is that all the bride and grooms who book with us it uh, doesn't matter when, for, but as long as you book before the end of. October, We've got a special competition where we're doing a draw uh, for those bride and grooms, to, for those bookings, to uh, win a, um, a complimentary voucher for 10 guests at no charge. So, um, oh, uh, yeah, which is pretty up, good. I mean, guns. if you That's think about very it, it, good. Could, it could be anything up to about $1,500 saved Absolutely. on your wedding. Wow. Um, just come down and book with us and so on. Now, we have one more thing which we're doing, which uh, is in conjunction with uh, Peninsula Lifestyle app, which I'm not sure if you guys know much about that. But it's basically, it's a, it's a fabulous app for Peninsula, mm-hmm. Mornington Peninsula. And uh, we're working very hard with them. And uh, we're doing something very special with uh, using QR codes as uh, a mechanism for RSVPs. And um, so you book with us. We will actually, and this is the first, this is world first, uh, to the best of my knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, We will provide you with a QR code. Uh, You will then uh, obviously give your QR code to your... You're in IT's mm-hmm. and and they will scan it, and it will link them straight to a page which tells them all about your wedding.
5: That's amazing technology. Yeah. Yeah. I
10: didn't
4: realise it was handy QR codes involved with RSVP. Michael,
5: <laughs> is it
4: QR codes with RSVP? Move on.
10: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Continue, John. Now what a
5: great idea! Subjects. So the guests can just automatically RSVP. It goes straight to this goes, app, goes, and you know instantly the numbers and absolutely. how you're yes. going. It's really Download good. the app. Very scan, handy. Scan the QR code. Save, you, phone. Phone. you know, you get all the information about the
10: wedding, yeah. and on that page you get links to like bridal registries if you want Brilliant. guests to go there. It'll give you. An I email just think that's
5: the way so moving on. forward, isn't it? Oh, people it is. people so want that information now, and absolutely. they want to be able to do it and not have to, you know, get the stamp out and post back your
6: RSVP. It's just
10: very up there with it. So, so thanks, thanks to Linda at uh, Peninsula Lifestyle.
6: Good Club. on you, Linda, for, for thinking of that. Good <laughs> mates, <sir>. good <laughs> mates, Johnny G. John, how's the uh, how's the numbers looking for the tribute night coming up at the Flinders Golf Club? We're we're looking good actually. We're about half full, which how's, is
4: how's our table looking? Which is we're great. Probably two. We've got a table of ten books for you guys. <laughs> I know we're two, aren't we? we might be <laughs> you, coming, Costa. <laughs> Neil can't. Oh, okay. That's a yes. Okay.
10: Yeah, that's a young person's yes. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's coming up on the 17th of October, for yeah. those
4: who wish to come along. Have you got a quiz? I, I don't today. I just came, I for, just okay. came no, to, no, we, we we came we to got have a chat. We've got I just to came to for a chat. A chat, chat right? How many people are there in
10: a hand? golf ball? You are I only had five today. minutes, Nine. and I've used my five minutes. You've still got literally 40 seconds to go. So,
4: to get involved and with the trivia night, there was October 17th, which is the Friday night. Friday night night how here. do they do that
10: we've got Kevin McFarlane who's trivia King coming down to yeah. ask the questions and entertain us call us on 59890583
4: he's very good too isn't he
10: he, he is mm. excellent he did the last one for us he was absolutely superb everybody on the floor rolling with laughter and uh, has some very very good questions So the last, the last trivia yeah. night I went to
6: John we had a question of what's the perfect break in um, in in snooker and of course the answer was 154 and of course we know it's 147, seven, 147 and, uh, seven. and the and the quiz master was, uh, let's just say, he was criticised for it. All right. Not enough said. <laughs> good on you, John. That won't
4: happen this We're going to let you go. We're, <laughs> gonna, we're a little bit late for the news. We're going to tape the news now. We look forward to having you back Thanks over the next guys. couple of weeks. we better take the break. Of course, brought to you by Café to You Mornington, our good mates. We'll be back in a few minutes' time. Stick with us. Today's drinks break was brought to you by Mornington Café to You, providing fresh espresso coffee and great food straight to your door.
3: This cost up. If you're not tuning in to The Locker Room 98.7 on Saturday mornings, why not?
4: Welcome back to The Locker Room. Proudly brought to you by the Flinders Golf Club on 98.7 RPPFM. And welcome back to The Locker Room.
0: Yes, it's a big afternoon here. It's the uh, the, the spring edition. And Darren, I think it's that time.
4: it is, it's the good, the bad and the ugly brought to you by Hip Pocket Workwear from the work site to the office, hospitality, healthcare sports uniforms, embroidery and so much more. Hip Pocket Workwear have everything you need backed up by national buying power with locally owned service. Hip Pocket Workwear saving you time and money at the Hip Pocket located at 14 Progress Street in Mornington. Good morning to our good mates down there at Hip Pocket. Do you like that Michael? I nailed it, absolutely nailed it. Hang on a second, I'm just going to... Okay. Who's got the Good.
5: I oh, do. I oh, have a good, you. good okay. today. you got a good, good. Yeah, I've got a good, good. Uh, yeah, this guy's had a very good week. Um, American golfer Billy Horschel n- Sunday uh, won the Tour Champion and FedEx Cup, taking home a cool $11.4 million in prize money, which was... Uh, Pretty good, but his week got even better. The d- Two days later, he had his first baby, baby girl. And uh, yeah, doesn't get much better than that, I don't think. So his wife had even said to him, skip the birth, go and win that $10 million. But <laughs> uh, luckily, girl. the two things didn't line up, and he got to win the prize money and then have the baby girl two days well, later. Well, that's a so. great story. Very good. Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel, American oh, golfer.
4: US, I'm just writing FedEx this down. FedEx Cup. FedEx Cup, gotcha. <laughs> just writing that down, got <laughs> nice Billy Horschel, well done, Billy. Uh, Costa's got the bad this week. Yes, I have the
5: bad. Oh, Uh, oh, good. going to give it to the English teams in Europe in the Champions League. Not Liverpool? (laughs) No, we won.
4: Oh, not not the week before. Nah. Okay, continue. Now, Arsenal
5: and Manchester City were comprehensively defeated away from home in Germany, while Chelsea dropped points when they really shouldn't have, wasting countless opportunities, and Liverpool only just got out of trouble with a last-minute penalty. Now it's only one game in, but the way the Spanish-German and German teams are looking, it's going to be a long Champions League campaign for the English clubs. So
4: this is a Champions League, is it?
5: This is the, the right. top, the best teams from every country. Oh, you're right. out
4: you're, you're, you you reading yeah. very, very quick there. So the Champions League failure of a okay. lot of the English... English teams. Tra- oh, thanks, Michael. <laughs> that's a good bad, though. you want to go man. back a week?
6: No. Oh, okay. You're lucky. lucky. You are so <laughs> lucky.
4: Uh, and I've got the ugly Danny Ferry from. He's a GM at the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA. On the back of the apparent leak of Atlanta Hawks owner Bruce Levinson's 2012 email to his executives, in which he claimed, amongst among many racially charged accusations, season ticket sales were low because the more affluent white fans were scared away by the high number of black fans. It was revealed this week, general manager Danny Ferry referred to Sudanese-born British player Lowell Dang, who has since signed with Miami Heat, as having a little African in him. Not in a bad way, but he's like a guy who would have a nice store out front, but sell you counterfeit stuff out the back. Uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver has claimed Ferry had read that line off a scouting report, but leaked audio suggested otherwise, and the GM has now taken an indefinite leave of absence. So we would think at this time, 2014, we're approaching 2015, we are still being exposed to it.
3: Abs- abs- ridiculous.
0: Absolutely, yep, I do like that as an ugly story mm. uh, Not very good But one of the nice stories of course is local table tennis So we're going to talk, we're always talking to Greg How are you going, Greg yeah, well, Whitelaw's back? Well wow. Yeah, very good And uh, it brought in with you uh, one of the local stars uh, in Sam Palmer so Sam's going to have to sort of uh, share that mic with you a bit there, Greg So yeah. good uh, morning to you as well, Sam Good
8: morning, how's it
0: going? Yeah, we're going very well Now, now Sam, can I, I'll just start with you and then I'll get couple of things from Greg, but uh, you've done very well lately. When you start to look at the, because the finals are coming up very soon, and uh, you're just sitting in fifth position, but you're undefeated. So what happened here? You sort of only play half the season this year. Is that how it's been working? Or
8: uh, Yeah, I've, um, I've played interstate, and I've played a lot of other competitions which haven't allowed me to show up to Mornington every week. Okay. So um, I've done what I can to get the team... As far as we can go, and hopefully this week in the finals, we'll, um, yeah, we'll do alright. All
0: right. So just talk about perhaps some of those things that you, that you've had, and Greg, feel free to chip in, of course. But uh, yep. let, let's talk about some some of the uh, experiences you've had, because you've been in some of the championships this year, some yeah. of the state and national championships, haven't you?
8: Yeah. So in uh, June it was the senior nationals for table tennis, and um, I missed two weeks from table tennis for that and during that uh, my team under 21's team won a silver medal for Victoria and then I think two weeks after that I had the Australian top ten as well so I had to stop playing pennant for a week before that and train just exclusively for that tournament and, um, and how'd you go? Yeah. Uh, in the top ten I, we there was a spot, ninth spot was a qualifying spot mm-hmm. which I didn't end up making. So, in a group of six, I didn't. I don't have an official position, but I just didn't make it through.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So but
3: is, yeah. anyway, you know, you've got the table tennis world at your feet, really, haven't you, with you at your age. And um, yeah, how do you get to the top from, from here? I'm sure the, the guys would be interested yeah, to know. Yeah, very that. much so. You know, you're at a particular level. You're at a much higher level than everyone else at the the club. How do you take the next step?
8: Well... I think the first step is to be really passionate about it so that um, you enjoy training itself. And once you enjoy training, you just got to put in lots of hours on the court, a lot of hard work on the court.
5: What's the training schedule like? How how many times a week and for what sort of length of time are you training?
8: Yeah, um, on-court training would be three times a week to four times a week. And besides that, um, it's two hours on the court of training. And then you may go to the gym to try to strengthen your lower body, especially for table tennis and core. You may do that twice a week, I would say.
5: So it's lower body and core. That's interesting. So yes. what is that to provide a more stable base for
8: you? Yeah, it's to improve your footwork, improve your speed around the court and make sure your body's prepared for each shot that you hit.
6: Uh, question for you actually, Greg, in regards to uh, the past you've had Jared Tathna dominating. Um, this man sort of come come along and uh, and and overtake and overtaken, taken Jared's crown, if you like.
3: Well, I, I think it'd be true to say, wouldn't it, Sam, that, that Jared's still your uh, your arch rival <laughs> in <the> club competition. <laughs> but um, uh, Jared, uh, uh, Sam um, ha- didn't play half of the season, as he as he just said to you before. Mm. But still had a um, a say in shaping who won the individual player award this year by beating Jared for no love on uh, Thursday night. And Craig Entwistle will end up entered, sneaking
0: uh, in, didn't he? Craig Entwistle yeah, Entwis will allowing, then end up on top because Craig Jared lost, a, yeah.
3: Yeah, sneak in for his first individual leading player award in his five or six years at the club. Craig, of course, as you know, and I think as we discussed last mm, time, better yeah. known as a cricketer, yep. playing at Mount Eliza this season. But um, great, very passionate table tennis player and thoroughly deserved his win, I'd say, Sam, wouldn't you?
8: Yeah, I'd, he's been training with me a fair bit um, recently so he's put in a lot of hard work and I think it's shown by getting a leading player, I
0: guess. Just one more question on, on you, Sam, while, while you've got the mic there. Uh, when did you actually start mm. playing? Because obviously you you're under it? 21 and uh, how long have you have been around and how did you get started?
8: Yeah, so I started when I was probably... Uh, I started young and just, in the, just at the shed at home with my dad and trying to beat him which was pretty tough at the time <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> After about 15 I started playing school table tennis and got introduced into the sport from a few good players and they showed me Mornington and from from there I've just been down at Mornington as much as I can and you know, got more and more passionate and trained more and got better and haven't stopped since.
0: So probably the last four or five years you've you've really been stepping up.
8: Yeah. So
5: that, uh, yeah. is the Olympics one of your long-term goals?
8: That will be a long-term goal. It's... um. It's, it's probably it's probably not the next Olympics or the Olympics after. There's some tough competition at the moment. And um, realistically, I'll be looking at the next Commonwealth Games or the next Olympics, uh, two Olympics, sorry, time.
5: So is the next step, do they have like an underage, um, like similar to other sports? When you play for Victoria, do they select an underage national team um, to go represent Australia in like a youth category?
8: Yeah, so they have uh, under-21s division. Um, I've, I'm turning 21 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I played 21s this year. Next year, I'll be trying to qualify for the men's, for the men's team, so I'm trying to make that next step. So you know, I'm just training that a little bit more. Hopefully that will, that will help.
6: And the Australian team has been dominated in the past by uh, William Hensel, Now uh, William obviously is a vet, uh, well, fair to say, he's probably a veteran of the sport now, but if, like, have you had anything to do with him, and obviously, how far have you got to go get to sort of get to his level? Uh,
8: i 've talked to william Hensel. i 've seen him play every national or every um every national event and he 's quite a fair way a fair way in front of of everybody he 's very good and um yeah'll be there 's four spots for the team and he said he said that he wants to try out for the next for the next um olympic games so uh-huh. i 'm sure he'll he'll uh, be very tough to beat but um yeah, hopefully I can get some training with Hensel, and hopefully I can learn as much as I can from
6: him. You, you might you might join him in doubles. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so That'd there
8: is awesome. a doubles.
5: I've never seen doubles table tennis. Is I, that know, this, I know.
6: This, yeah, no, it's no, it's really, it's really it good to watch. Yeah.
5: Wow. And it,
0: it's far more serious than the beer pong which michael plays <laughs> greg, greg just in the last minute or so we've got the we're getting closer to the new stadium being ready i noticed i was pouring the concrete out there just a couple of weeks ago so that's
3: right and we've actually got some walls now so oh walls as well so <laughs> <laughs> uh, delivery date for the new courts is still um, uh, anticipated as being de- december the second, i think okay and uh, then we have to go to the fit out of course yep and um Okay. should have everything up and running um, By for the Christmas, summer hope. season in the new year. Fantastic. So now's a good time for anyone who's interested in uh, table tennis to come down and have a look at what we offer. And um, we, we'll, we'll we'll welcome them uh, to the club with open arms, won't we?
0: Absolutely. And and you've got, uh, what is it, finals week coming up?
3: Finals week next Thursday. Yep. gold medal uh, playoff game, as I say, which will bring together um, Sam and Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in a singles encounter Which should be a beauty That's
0: Thursday night And then we have a
3: week off And then I think we have to Close down for two weeks While they bang a few walls through.
0: Okay well it makes sense And then you've got a few Other challenges and things And uh, then moving into The spring series That's exactly right yeah. Fantastic As always great to have you Involved uh, Greg And uh, Sam Best of luck It would be fantastic To see uh, a local person Actually sneak into that side At some stage into the future And, and represent Australia So uh, we're all behind you. Good luck in, in that endeavour and uh, good luck also Thursday night when you play the big game. Darren, we're going to have to have a break soon because mm. we're going to have to ring up and have, a, have a word to Rory <laughs> Sackville. From I was him.
4: madly rushing I to know. get everything organised, yeah. but I have. I've done that. Thanks, well, Greg. No. Thanks, uh, thanks, guys, for popping in. Uh, we will take this break. Of course, the show is brought to you by the Flinders Golf Club. We will be right back. Stick around.
0: Yes, welcome back to the locker room and... Uh, just before we talk to Rory, you had a quick announcement, uh, Darren.
4: Yeah, these, uh some information has come to hand from the Casey Basketball Club. Uh, they've got a three-on-three tournament for under 12s, 14s, 16s, and 19s, male, female, and mixed competitions, Thursday, October second, 2014, at, uh, from nine to four o'clock at the Casey Indoor Leisure Centre, which is in uh, Berwick Cranbourne Road, Cranbourne East. Cost 45 bucks per team. All the standard rules apply, and it is a joint. Uh, a joint event between Casey Basketball and the YMCA so it's giving the uh, the young kids an opportunity to get involved in 3 on 3 which is absolutely fantastic i like that YMCA cross great uh, if you want more information on how you can get involved contact the YMCA on 5996 6052 or you can go on and visit the website just go in 3by3planet.com and just search in for Casey so well done to Casey Basketball 3 on 3 tournament early October get involved And uh, let's
0: go straight to Rory now He's been sitting there quietly on the line Listening to all the the basketball news Let's talk about the Saints, Rory How are you?
1: I'm well, thanks, Neil Yourself?
0: Very, very good Now, um, a couple of things obviously we want to talk about And I know you've got some events coming up as well Uh, Just give some insight into uh, what it's like in a footy club this time of the year There's only a couple of teams still in it so uh, you haven't quite got the draft that's coming up. There's sort of reviews and things going on. But yeah. what's, it, what's it actually like uh, at, at a footy club over the, the next week yeah, or I
1: just Yeah, I suppose I wanted to put the key message out there is that uh, I do work after the football season because <laughs> it's <is> finished,
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as,
1: as do we all. Um, obviously, you know, players are on, on leave at the moment, but um, we go through, a, a I suppose, an internal review phase. And, I mean, all clubs do it. Um, some more publicly, I suppose, than others. But all clubs are obviously reviewing all of their activities, um, both on and off the field, and that's exactly what we're doing at the moment. Um, personally, you know, running through a community audit and sounds all, all pretty boring actually, but you know, running through an audit of our community activities and and uh, you know our plans for, for 2015 already. I suppose we you know we start that pretty early. Um, you know, I did want to put a message out there to your listeners that, uh, that you do that, you know, we do we do work hard over the summer. It's not not fed on the table. Um, but it also gives us a really good opportunity. Um, I suppose you know, not finishing right up right up there in the finals gives us a good opportunity to to uh, to plan really well for the uh, next year. And, and, uh, and membership um, starts up again only in a couple of weeks' time, so you know we we start all over again.
6: Rory, we've seen clubs uh, this year, one or two clubs in particular, uh, state their intentions that they're. Pretty healthy when it comes to the uh, the salary cap, they could go out and maybe uh, maybe get a free agent or, or, or two. Is St. Tilda in that position where they can possibly go out and get themselves a, a free agent or a bit of money to spend on players at the end of the year? Yeah, I think
1: Chris Pelkin, the head of footy, is on the record saying that, um, that the scope's there, but um, you know we're we're still I suppose going through that that phase to, to determine what we're going to do. We're having pick one in the draft, or you know holding that holding that draft pick, and, and pretty clear on the. the uh, I suppose, the plans on, on the future with uh, bringing in all these uh, young kids. You probably would have seen our, our Saints Future Fest um, that we've been uh, talking up over the past two weeks now and going into its third week next year. We're announcing the re-signings of a whole lot of, of young kids and, and all these guys that are being re-signed to sort of age between 19 and 21, 22. So the, really the, the, the next generation, the, the future of the footy club. And that's really where the focus has been. It's pretty evident. I think we've played 41 players this year um, it put some some good games into guys like Jack Nunes Nathan Wright at the start and the end of the season, um, Eli Templeton early. Like it's as you can see, it's pretty evident that uh, that this rebuilds uh, in full swing. Uh,
0: just uh, w- want to mention one of your. Uh all time champs perhaps uh, In Nick Rewald. Obviously the fifth time All Australian I Heard Joey Montagna on the on the radio During the week saying that In his view Nick could well be known As the best saint of all time By the time he finishes uh, mm, But wow. it, must be, it
1: must be a pretty a
0: Good sort of guy to have around the club Though he seems to really have that Leadership aspect doesn't he
1: yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, being 31, he's about 32, um, shortly. Uh, you know, being 31, five time All Australian, uh, six time best and fairest winner, that's you know, two more than, than the next best. Um, I think, you know, some of the points that, that Lee made the other day, you know, are really valid that, uh, you know, we'll probably look back on this, this time and, and say that he's been right up there. Um, you know, you look at some of the legends of the football club and Trevor Barker and Dar- Darryl Bordock and Tony Lockett. Uh, Robert Harvey, of course, a two-time Brownlow medalist. You know, we've we've almost like got a glut of these stars. So, um, you know, where where he sits, I think it'll be in the fullness of time um, that uh, you know we'll, we'll be able to reflect back. It's really hard to say when players are still playing, and, and obviously the different areas eras that he's played in. He, he's of the Best and fairest as a as a teenager, as a twenty-year-old, and a thirty-year-old. So, you know, that's pretty unique within itself. Um, you know, from a leadership point of view. Know, captain the ga captain the most amount of games for the club over our 141 year history. So, you know, he, he's going to be right up there when we we all sort of sit back over a, over a glass of wine or a or a cold beer one day, and you know, throwing around in the, the pub, and you know, people will say he's he's been right up there.
0: Absolutely. Now you you better start to talk about uh, some of the events. Uh, you've got, you, I know there's something called. The uh, Footy Foundation. Do you might want to talk about? Yeah, I that. just wanted.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to let you know about a couple of initiatives that that are, that are happening. One that, one's an event that's happening today. The Park Community Day, you know, the, the um, Peninsula Aquatic Recreation Centre at, uh, at Frankston. Uh, Trevor, Trevor the Zane, our mascot's down there with a few giveaways for the kids. I think he's there uh, for most of the afternoon. So head on up. It's a, obviously a huge, um, a huge centre for the for the hot for the entire peninsula. Uh, and the other one was the yeah the Footy Foundations program that we launched about uh, three weeks ago now just from the end of the Footy season um, in partnership with uh, the AFL South East the Frankston District Junior Football League and uh, importantly Water Sun um, our coach sponsor and it's a, it's a program that's going to give the opportunities for all of the uh, the, the football clubs the junior football clubs in the Frankston District uh, Football League the opportunity for for a grant for, for facilities or for equipment or. Uh, for coaching and also provide a base package of footies and sports bags and kit and the like for, uh, for every single team, for sort of every team within those clubs, um, throughout the SDJFL. And, and we're looking to expand this program, um, you know, potentially down the peninsula and up in the Bayside in future years, but something really unique. Um, so just, uh, you know, the, the junior footy clubs listening out there, keep it, keep an eye on and ear out through your clubs and, and through the league is to, how uh, this program will, will, uh, will come to fruition
0: Exciting So so they probably need to get on onto the, the saints.com uh, and, and look up footy foundations Yeah that's right so, Yeah, some, yeah that there's some
1: further information on saints.com.au um, But uh, the full information around granting Will, will come to light uh, in around December After all the, the club's AGMs And uh, everyone's sort of settled back into the footy mode once again
0: And just, just finally Rory before we let you go This time last year when we were I think probably just about the first time we chatted yeah. Chatted with you and um, things were very different do you you're just in the throes of getting the uh, the new coach in place before all the uh, the draft and things like that but things seem far more settled uh, down there at this stage
1: yeah I mean yeah I, I sort of look back on I sort of 12 months ago and, and and where we sit now we're a new coach a new president a new CEO um, all started in suppose well, the last sort of 12 13 months or so um, and it's a really exciting time so um, you know whilst it might be a little bit Quieter in a football sense, obviously, um, you know, with, with finals on on right now, and just those Swans looked fantastic last night. I must say, oh, yeah, um, so <laughs> they are on fire. Um, but it really is an exciting time um, at the Footy Club. Keep an eye out on saints.com.au for all the upcoming uh, information around signings and trades and drafts and everything like that. So um, it's been it's been a great year. I know we haven't um, haven't probably put those results on the on the field, but. I think there's a lot of fans and members that are out there that are really seeing where this club's headed. So I encourage everyone to get on board again.
0: As always, Rory, great to chat with you. We'll, we'll catch up again. Uh, yeah, maybe around up. about draft time. Yeah, know, yeah, to be happy to. Happy to.
1: And, um, yeah, it's, it's, been, um, it's been great having me on once again. I really appreciate it, guys. And enjoy the rest of your uh, weekend.
4: Good on you, Rory. Good on you, Rory.
1: Thanks, guys. Have a good one.
4: Bye-bye.
0: We uh, got a couple of people we want to talk to. We've got a couple of
4: breaks. We've got. Uh, oh no, we ain't got one. But I, can I just? Only the one. Oh, I, good. I, I, I want to give an update. Do that. Remember, at the start of the year, that we had our predictions for the uh, for the ladder for the top oh, eight. Yeah, I know how many I've got. Well, <laughs> well, I think I got yeah. eight out of eight for last year. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you now that in last place was uh, the lovely Jessica Whitford, who only tipped four. Of the top eight, let me tip four. Just had
6: Carlton in a right?
4: Uh, she did have Carlton in right. Yes, yeah, she, she got uh, Hawthorne, Fremantle, Sydney, and Geelong. Uh, there was uh, Darren and Vossi and Neil with we got six out of the eight. That's very good. No one got the right order, but we got six out of the eight. Uh, and uh, Tim and Costa was seven out of the eight. Well done. So really? Costa missed on on the pies, and Tim missed out on Carlton. But I would say overall the winner would have to be now not that it's not in no particular order. It's only sort of four, five has got the uh, the top two. One, two, three, four, five has got the top two of the um, of Hawthorne and Geelong uh, Hawthorne and Fremantle being in there. Mm. But Neil I would say having all the top four, not in necessarily the correct order, but you've got Hawthorne, Sydney, Fremantle and Geelong. Yep. In, uh, in your top four And that was correct Apart from Sydney and Hawthorne Being flipped around You've got the top four So I think Neil's got it And you don't believe me Do you
6: Vossi No Northampton in the top four And they made the top four But they didn't finish In the top uh-huh. four no, I mean, no, think they 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 the they're trying one. to change rules yeah, So you, right. look, you had West Coast And look, the ties in there We'll
0: use Vossi's yeah, rules or we can use the rules we set up at the beginning. Either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> huh? can,
6: just, just before we intro our next guest, can I just be serious for 30 seconds, yes, guys? Yes, certainly can. Um, tomorrow, obviously, morning to the play plan YCW, in the grand final, as we know. Yes. But, um uh, my niece, Emma, is umpiring in the goals tomorrow in the senior grand final, and she's the first, first, female, first female umpire to receive her name up on the honour board for actually umpiring in a Peninsula senior grand final. So, well done, Emma, and she's well deserved done, everything yeah. she got, so well done. Absolutely. Can
4: I just, uh, I just want to give an update, too, that um, you remember Eli the orangutan? The ape who lived at the Hogle Zoo in Salt Lake City and correctly predicted the winner of each of the last seven Super Bowls. Unfortunately, Eli died last week. Right. Yeah, so a 24-year-old ape would smash paper mache helmets and footballs placed in his living habitat to predict what attire Michael would wear to the footy each weekend. You remember Eli? I I do. He 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 was very
6: good. It, it was like yeah. Paulie. You octopus. wrote that very late, obviously, because <laughs> you didn't know I was wearing this. <laughs> <laughs> it was very late. Poor hey, Eli. Hey, he was, he was Darren, We might introduce our next oh, guest. He's yes, been course, sitting I
0: over know. there, and uh, we're going to talk to Neil Craig. It's not the, the same Neil Craig who's been coaching AFL football, but he is very much involved in sport and and working in the assessment part of the life at. The Monash Uni area, I think we could probably say. that that a fair call, Neil? Yeah, that's a
2: fair call.
0: We'll, yeah. we'll get to that. It's a roundabout sort of a story. Yeah. yeah, all right. We'll <laughs> so uh, let, let's have have a bit of a look at that. To, to start with the, the Monash Sports Academy, I think that's probably one of the names you're involved in. Now, Je, Jess got you in, involved because you do some of the... Netball testing and assessment, and but not only netball. There's also your your groups involved in AFL and basketball and a number of other sports.
2: Yeah, all the sports that run through p- the peninsula really. Um, just before we start, I, I yeah. was listening on the way down to do, to your interview with Emily from Seaford, and she was fantastic. Emily, I actually coached the um, the youth girls for Mount Eliza and coached against Emily, and I didn't have an answer for her. She was well deserved. <laughs> yeah. Emily, if you're still listening, well deserved um, <laughs> best and fairest of the league. It was fantastic. Well done to all the Seaford girls. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me. Firstly, oh, my um, pleasure. The Morning Peninsula Sports Academy is really. Uh, I've been I've been coaching on the Peninsula here for ten or eleven years now, junior sport mainly. And I guess uh, junior sport is surrounded by and and uh, you know contributed mainly by volunteer coaches, um, and they're mainly parents who, you know, us as parents we know a little bit about everything, but not not a lot about anything. And uh, we saw the, these um, these these areas that probably weren't being addressed so much, with more, more probably the representative level type basketball, football, you know, squad netball where. We just weren't introducing these kids to a program early enough to actually take them through to an elite program. And whilst some of these kids do finish up in elite programs, there's no there's no uh, pathway for them to get there. So three or four years ago, we we started to have conversations with local businesses, local sporting clubs about exactly where uh, exactly where we need to go to, to perhaps offer that to, to um, youth on the peninsula, anywhere from sort of Seaford down to all the way down to the to the point. So um, you know, with, with that, and with with part of the conversation became our Monash Uni. So Monash Uni were were embracing the the, the conversation. Mm. This is three or four years ago, yep. and they embraced the conversation wholeheartedly. Then it just so happened to coincide with the construction of their of the new uh, wellbeing centre down there at Frankston, at the at the rear of Monash uh, yep. Frankston. Um, so they were all ears to the to the concept. And once this gets up and going, we can use our facility and and that sort of stuff. So three or four years later, we're actually to that to that stage now of actually being able to do that. Uh, and later this month, we're testing 60 um, basketballers. So we, we thought the best way to go would be to test the basketballers first, find out if there are any deficiencies, and then work on those deficiencies from there through programs at Monash Uni.
5: So run us through the type of testing that you're going to do with these athletes.
2: Well, the testing is full. I mean, it's a fantastic facility. It's a state-of-the-art facility down there at Monash. It's called the Wellbeing Centre. It's, um, it's got all the latest uh, fusion sporting equipment, as used by the NBA draft players, the the AFL um, Use it as well to test all their players. So it's all it's all the protocol of you know the 20 meter the 20 mm. meter sprints, the agility tests, um, the the vertical leaps, and everything that goes with, um, with with high performance. If if you were to go to the AOS, you would be getting the same test. Mm. Now clearly, you know a lot of athletes from here don't get invited to the AIS or even to the VIS mm. in, in Melbourne. So um, what we wanted to do really, Jess, is to set up that sort of facility, Danny, for our for our local. Um, people without having to go through that. We all travel enough with representatives. That's right. Everything else. So uh, yeah, you know, I think I
5: think that's a really good point. Being a mother of a, a daughter who has is doing quite well in some of her sport and a son. Um, to get that testing done, you either do have to be part of a Victorian team or you want to be prepared to travel to the city and to get that opportunity. So to have something on the peninsula that is available to all athletes, to give them those tools and I guess that information that um, you know of the testing to get tested to see where their benchmarks are and have that available close by is a real bonus for um, any young athlete that's looking to make it to that next level, yeah. to give them those tools to then... Get a program, I guess, which is the next step you might want to talk about is once they come and they do that testing with you and you find that their results, what's the next step for them with you guys?
2: once once the, the athletes tested and we have we have a look at the results. So let's say a representative player, let's say it was a squad um, uh, netball player, the results would be would be emailed out to both the participant and the coach or the or the the senior coach of that club um, from there. The athlete can choose whether to take up a program or not. But it's, let's let's use core strength and conditioning as an example of a program that we all use these days mm-hmm. um, to to make all those areas you know better through through the testing. And we didn't use core strength, because it is to do with vertical leap, and, and that's that's the generic one we use. So from there, we can peel off into other areas: um, health and well being, um, nutrition. Uh, you know, right down to a backup plan, right right down to you know, taking taking groups of kids out to, to help people that aren't as lucky as us. But that's how I'd like to see it, mm. you know, develop in the future. So um but it's really just it's it's it, it's really just taking groups of athletes through um generically to start off with and then we'll peel off in areas that they actually need that work on. And it's all done by by exercise physiologists. I'm lucky I got that word
8: out. <laughs> well done, I'm glad I did. Um
2: all the exercise physiologists down there. It's not done in Neil's carport. Uh, I'm the conduit between the, the the clubs on the peninsula mm-hmm. and Monash University, and yep. we've actually got we're, we're actually formed a partnership now after three or four years of negotiation. Um, that sporting clubs really should be coming through me to get their testing done, so or through the through the academy. So that that's that's the way we'd like to see it developing, Jess. And it's it's embryo stage, but as I say, the 60 basketball is coming through shortly. We're doing AFL testing in November, and we're starting to take registrations for that already. Um, but it's getting to the clubs It's the difficult thing yeah. As we spoke about earlier uh, So it's, it's uh, This
0: whole athletic identification Has been sort of around for a while yeah, And they're getting better at it I think Ned. Ha- To what extent can we ma- start to match up People's results in specific tests To what sport they're likely to be good at Because I know that they were doing that Maybe 20 odd years ago mm. And it seemed to be a little bit hit and miss That they'd say to somebody Oh you're a rower Or you're this or you're that Yeah. Do you think we're getting better At, at sort of working out Which of those physical skill areas Match up with particular sports?
2: Yeah, I, I think we are. It's a really good question. That it's, it's talent ID. So we're talking about yeah. just talent ID. And I know that there was a story of a, of a girl that went through the VIS a few years ago, and she was a, just a fantastic runner. But she blew a knee, and mm. Um, mm. so she was. But she was really well built, really quite strongly built, and she ended up being a champion rower. Mm. So the, the VIS identified her as well. You can't do this, kid, but you, you might you be might able to have it. a go yeah, at yeah. this yeah. sort of upper body sort of stuff on yeah. that. So it's those sorts of things that I guess, along with the parent and that athlete. You could you could form an identification through there and I guess it's those exercise physiologists that can identify those sorts of things. Yep. Um, and, and Monash Uni you are know, particularly excited about this because it's 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 giving them a pathway as well as future students pathway. Mm. They're called down there. So it's it's making the participant comfortable in their environment from day one. And I as a 14 and 15-year-old, I think it's really important for and us. I
5: think being a high-level coach, we have benchmarks um, mm. at the top level. We already know what our benchmarks are yep. for them to make that championship grade or that elite grade or make the step to the Victorian sort of sides. Yep. So with this program, if they go and they get their results and it's sent back to the coach, the coach can then very quickly identify who's already got that leap, who's got that strength, who's got that speed or that quick take-off or whatever mm. it may be regarding your specific sport. So it's just that information that... Already, we can go. Well, it makes that TID a little bit easier because yep. we yep. go out to tournaments and we watch hundreds and hundreds of players, and in one day, you're trying to pick, you know, maybe your 30 best. But to have that information to coincide with that really will be okay. um, a massive benefit yep. to that TID selection process.
2: Okay. Yeah, and Jesse, we'd, we'd also like to get to the coaches as well, and have coach the coaches type meetings. Now, the team managers should have a kit when they go to a basketball tournament, a netball tournament, that yep. is at least supplied with some of the fundamentals that the kids will need to get through that, those really long days. Yep. And rather than go to some of the you know some of the organisations that don't serve the best food, where um, you know where, yeah. where, where it's available. So.
6: Yeah. Um, you were touching before On the uh, on the girl that, uh, that blew her knee out and, and, and competed in another sport It's amazing though like it does not, That's not just one story But it happens a lot You yeah. hear of it happening a lot Where someone will take up Be good at one sport And then all of a sudden They'll just by accident Fall into another sport Yeah Well look like at Emily, Emily. With the Look yeah. at Emily a yeah. yeah. Emily. Yeah. Yeah.
2: gun basketball she's going to be a gun anything But um, mm. you know She's chosen, chosen footy for the, for the moment anyway yeah. But uh, I hope she doesn't Next year either Emily <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother <laughs> say, coming back
6: I've got to say I've got a personal hate And I've got a personal hate of anyone who's good at multiple sports, it's just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's annoying. <laughs> so yeah. annoying. You're inept, yeah, well, but
2: uh, that, that's quite true. though. Yeah. Uh, you know. I, I think by using the expert advice and taking the guesswork out of it uh, by using the, the facilities down at Monash, um, I think it's going to be really helpful. And it's this, really exciting,
6: Jess. This would be, uh, be touching on the coaching and the and the programs in place, like for your girls. A couple of your young girls that have actually come through and have gone on to higher things would be great. It'd be great for you guys.
5: It would. Like I said, we know what our benchmarks are for them, and we know what the elite athletes are doing. So for the younger ones to be able to compare themselves to where they need to be is really um, a benefit. Um, so to get in contact with you, what are the contact Look, details? The, the
2: best thing, Jess, and, and probably it's best explained at the website, it's www.mpsportsacademy.com.au and that best explains everything, yep. That the holistic type of... And it is a very holistic type um, program that we're yep. running. It's not just a five-minute thing, it's, it's, it's over the years, so... Uh,
5: and it's got all the contact details Yeah, right there. sure,
2: it's got all the contact details on there. And
0: Absolutely. Uh, no, There's been great... Uh, Chatting with you, we've got a jam-packed show okay. today, but we'll certainly try to get you back uh, during the during the spring and uh, talk a little bit more about that as as the your program develops starts it's to develop. Fantastic. That's uh, certainly a really interesting one, and uh, a pleasure to have you involved here on the locker room. Thank you. Darren, I think we have to go for a bit of a break, don't we? You're <laughs> Back in there, you've got the numbers and the oh. knobs and the twiddling. And <laughs> twiddling. Twiddling. So we better have our, our last break. Then we've yeah, got, our, yes, uh, got uh, Scott Williams waiting out there. We're going to talk about golf and golf in China and all those sorts
4: of things. Oh, what a show it's been so far. So you're pointing, that means? That means break. Oh, I guess i <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Of course, this is the locker room. We're brought to you by our good mates at the Flinders Golf Club. But we'll be back in a couple of minutes.
11: Hi there, my name's Forbes, and I'm from our Liverpool Football Club. And I'm listening to RPPFM 98.7, whilst in the Mornington Peninsula.
4: Welcome back to the Locker Room. Proudly brought to you by the Flinders Golf Club on 98.7 RPPFM.
0: Welcome back to the Locker Room and we're going to talk golf. We're going to talk China and golf. Scott Williams, had haven't heard, heard, uh, heard from Scott for a little while. He's been off doing some things, so good uh, morning uh, to you, Scott. Good morning. How are Welcome you? back, Thank Scott. Thank you. Just a little bit of research. Uh, did uh, golf in China growing industry, numerous uh Courses three hundred and fifty eight oh, thousand players nowadays.
11: Probably you're going to ask me about it. <laughs> no, that's all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just recently, you went over and, and visited and uh, yeah. saw that it is starting to kick off. Considering about eight years ago, they banned it for a while. Did they really? Over there, wow. yeah, Two thousand and seven, well, and then they've changed their mind and uh, said, "No, you're allowed to play. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, a prolo- it's not a." A socialist plot <laughs> or something or other. Wow. So, yeah. so, so let's just talk about what golf was like when you visit. then Jess will chip in with yeah, some questions yeah. as well. But uh, cool. you, you're, uh, you uh, were there not yeah, so long ago. Yeah, well,
11: well, basically the, the PGA seven years ago, so it must have been around about that time. In fact, maybe in the changeover yeah. from, uh, from that attitude. Uh the PGA has taken on the uh, the role of education for the CGA, so the Chinese Golf Association. So essentially, before that, I'm I'm not sure how their coaches were learning how to become golf coaches, but it was probably a little bit uh, guess, sure guess work a bit of guesswork going on, bit of trial and error. And well, they don't have YouTube, they don't right. have Google, or Beidou, or <laughs> they've, Google. <laughs> got Beidou. they've got Baidu, they have got their own Chinese Beidou. version. So what is it called, Baidu? Baidu, yeah, oh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, they have got, they got their, their own special TV. Facebook thing too. They do. They're not allowed Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So, so in a sense, so, so I, I basically did the same trip last year as I, as I did this year. And um, so there's a four level program over there, and they do all the physical stuff in, um, in level three. So, so you're that's, basically that's
0: my job, coaching the, coaching the golf coaches in, in China.
11: Yeah, that's right. Yep. So I mean, it's uh, you know, there's not a lot of great golfers that have come out of China yet. Uh, however, there was a young fellow that was over there at the training center. Who I think he's almost 16 now. Um, what's his name? Guan Tianlang. Yep. Who was the youngest player to make the cut at the Masters last year? So okay. he's 14 and five months. Not a, not a bad the effort. The previous record was 16 and a half, so, mm. so it's it's coming through. They're starting to come. Yes, through. I would have
5: thought, uh, you know, the mentality in China where they start their athletes very young and they they train a lot harder mm. than us in a lot of sports and they're very, uh, I guess maybe the word is discipline. So are we going to see more emerging, maybe not even just golfers, but athletes all around? Like, do you see that culture well, within them?
11: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think... You know, in the last few years, they've uh, they've made some a conscious decision that they they want what the West has essentially, and so I think professional sport is going to be the big push. So obviously, Olympic wise, they've been fantastic yeah. for a long, long time, and that's been controlled by the the government for want of a better description. So. <laughs> Um, you know, and Lee Nair obviously had to break through the system to as a professional tennis player. So, it appears that it's uh, it's all opening up now. So now they just need the, the know-how. They got the mm. golf courses, mm. Mm. Um, they so certainly that's all the money. and they got the yep. population. No, definitely.
6: I was just going to say, with the, um, the inclusion of the One Asia Tour, like golf's boomed over there. When you consider like the last four or five years, they've had this tour going. You've got many more Asian competitors on the tour. You've got you're playing golf in in places that you'd never even dreamed of. It it really uh, they say soccer's a world game. I think golf's really becoming like that as well.
11: Yeah, fair fair call. I mean, the, the China China actually has its own tour, um, but uh, essentially, and Greg Norman was talking about this years ago. It's um, I. Ideally, probably at some point, all the Asian mini tours will kind of join. When I say mini, some of them are actually quite large, like one Asia and the Asian tour. But um, rather than hitching their wagon to Europe, you know, there might be that mm. sort of Asian super tour. But, uh, you know, there's going to be a fair bit of negotiation <laughs> before that happens. So there's a lot of tournaments for the Aussie guys to play in, in Asia now. And, uh, and obviously, China's growing massively.
4: Is there, uh, is there resistance from, from within? To, to really take golf to that next level or allow?
11: Oh, well, I mean, you're talking, you know, does Japan like China and vice versa? Yeah. 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 You yeah. to apply that by about 20. Uh, <laughs> right, gotcha. What, what are the courses like, uh, Scott? You would have seen a few of them. In, in your yeah, look, uh, interesting. The, the course that was up there at Nanshan where we were, the, the golf, pro- I don't really, I mean, it looked nice to me. It was mm. extremely lush. They put a lot mm. of water on it. But um, but un, un, un um. Not particularly creative, was what the, the Australian pro said. So okay. it's, uh, you know, things aren't necessarily laid out in a strategic manner. Like, yep. there'd be a really nice lake somewhere, but you can't possibly hit the ball into it. <laughs> Th- things like that. So, but, uh, but obviously, they're, you know, they're getting a lot of... How Feng Shui there,
0: wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. That's what it is. Yeah. Goldfish. So, so uh, you, you were there with the... Co- how, how much time did you actually spend with doing some coaching in the lake? We uh, were there for a
11: week. So yeah. um, basically a week of, of lecturing with, uh, with the golf coaches. So... Yep. So has so your
5: background good. always been co- co- um, golf? Like you've talked about your... Uh, well, I'm
11: an exercise physiologist. Yes, so, okay. so so I can you say that out in the other a room. a bit of so a pump-up, which is <laughs> nice, <laughs> <laughs> leading into this. So
5: is golf always been what you focus on, or, um, or is that just something yeah, well, you've taken? Yeah,
3: idea? I
11: mean, I got my early start um, 2005 with the AIS golf program when it moved down to Moon Link, so that was just in my backyard, which is pretty handy, and I, I was lucky enough to get the gig there, and it's just kind of gone on from there. And mm. you know, to be honest, listening to the, all the testing stuff mentioned mm. in the last segment there... Yeah, No, I yeah. want to get... That, that's something that's been missed in golf yeah. I, I think i mean we've done bits and pieces but only when we've been able to you know convince people maybe we should have a go at this they're so not systematically but certainly that's what i would like to see so we mm. might be getting down to the well-being center
0: well, la- yeah, la- last time we spoke Excuse to you me. scott you were talking about some research you're doing might have been part of a master's or something like yeah. that where you're looking at the talent identification in golf and in fact, there is a little bit of guesswork involved in the golf side of things. you progressed a bit on that research? Yeah,
11: well, um, now that golf's an Olympic sport yeah. uh, in, in Rio coming up for the first time, mm. uh, the Sports Commission is kind of uh, requesting a few things of, of the golf program so that they fall into line with the other Olympic sports. And, um, and Talent ID is going to be one of those things. So they're all going to be kind of rolled out over the next five years by the look of it. So things are improving and becoming a bit more... Scientifically professional. <laughs> Scientifically professional. Well done, yeah. Scott. <laughs> Wordsmith. It's, it's, yeah. He Actually, gonna be, we're going to be evidence-based. Well done. I uh, yeah, noticed that the, the
4: uh, 2015 World Guinness Book of Records was, has been released, 60th edition, and uh, 49-year-old Dane Carsten Mars has made it into the Hallowed Pages uh, creating the world's longest usable golf club you see that got you'd be across that wow it yeah, measures 14 foot 5 inches so 4.37 metres in length and wow. has been used to drive a ball a distance of 166 metres which is, is 542 feet at the Golf in Wall in Germany 542 feet that'd be like that's almost the length of Michael's drive when we were at uh, Boz Sports <laughs> last year. Well, it took 542 shots to get 542
6: feet. Hey, it was straight down the guts, Darren. It was straight
4: down the guts of my foot. That's right. Straight down the middle. <laughs> Interesting, though, isn't it? I thought It's about. a
11: 14-foot golf club. That should be able to go a lot further than that. 4.37 metre. How four, do you swing point? it? That's I don't understand. But that, should be, that should go a long, long way. But really? obviously haven't got it I out of the it screws be, there. obviously just a <laughs> bit of a glancing blow. <laughs>
6: Um, Scott, you mentioned about the testing before in yes. regards to in regards to golf. But if you look at someone like Aaron Badley, for argument's sake, when he won two Australian Opens, his swing is a lot different to what it is now. They do get in there and they say, "No, your swing's not good enough. You've got to do this if you want to win on the on the big tours." And that they, they do in that way change people around. Mm.
11: So you're talking about skill acquisition and motor control there, which is obviously the area that's generally looked after by the golf coaches. So luckily, I don't have to deal with that side of things because <laughs> that yeah. can. Because it really... Look, there's a lot of pressure on these these golf coaches out there to make the right decisions yeah, and, and deliver their, their message. The yeah, it's, it's a bit of a... Something that's um, particular to golf, you know, more than other sports. Well, I
5: thinking, yeah, I was going to say, like netball with a shot as well. We have to be very careful. If they've got a shot and then they're getting the goals in, but it's not your standard shot. And sometimes it can be about, you know, if it's a, if it's a forward shot and it can get defended... Do you change it? Because they're they're thinking at 100%, but if you change it, you could... Has your shot changed? I'm I'm a defender, so it doesn't apply to me. But as a coach of goalers, it is. It's a big call, and I guess Mm. golf would be the same. Changing someone's swing. Stop whining. Shut up, Dan. Well, I mean, why why would be the need to change their swing if they're if they're playing well?
11: Injury is one where right. you've got to sort of draw the Repetition line. Of but but what they I think what they're hopefully going to get better at working out is what are the things that are hardwired, like um, eye dominance. Uh, mm. You know, some of their backgrounds and their movement patterns that, that that will change, and and some that can't change, and hopefully make some. You know, systematically better decisions on that. But it's a hard, it's a tough gig, and I take my hat off to them for doing it. But luckily, I can just get them fitter, and everyone thinks <laughs> I've done a good job. <laughs> awesome. it's, it's interesting call you talk about a <laughs> eye dominance
0: uh, then, because just just in the last few days, I was listening to they were talking about uh, how that's the most important thing to work out for archers in archery. Now mm-hmm. they're going to work out your dominant eye. Yes, but uh, and it's a case of whether your left hand or right hand doesn't matter in case of which. Hand you use But your eye Dominance does And that's the For archery They look at that first mm. Then they work out Which way you hold The, uh, the bow and arrow mm-hmm. So maybe there's some little things like that in terms of left-handed, right-handed and gold.
5: I'm worried about all this testing. All it's going to be technology, in the womb. And yeah. They're going to be like, yeah, this one's going to be a swimmer and that one's going That's gonna right. Go yeah. It's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, all those sort of things. A bit of, of that things. natural passion and thing is sort of being <laughs> taken out of it when we're identifying all their eye strength. Oh, God. It opens yeah. up a bit of a can of worms.
0: Well, so yeah, like so, so amazing. Yeah, so
5: exactly. <laughs> don't want to be a shooter,
0: Mum. <laughs> so, Scott, you hope to get over to China again next week? Yeah,
11: look, hopefully the next... We've got another three years to go on the contract and then we'll just see how it goes after that. But uh, we don't want them to get too good. we are going to work with the Aussie players. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, we're going to have to uh, start wrapping things we're up. There's quite a
0: few things going on. Next week, you people, not me, but you people. <laughs> you people. <laughs> 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock. Why so early? Because with the end of the netball, there's no netball. There's no football no. next weekend on, on AFL Grand Final Day. So the, the station's doing the big promo down at... Uh, uh, Combs in Macrae Eight o'clock till ten o'clock will be the locker room. Ten o'clock to twelve o'clock will be Bob and Judy. But Watch we'll have leap down at Coles. I think you might as well just go straight down there in the morning, Darren. But gonna there'll be uh, it's going to be sort of our big promotion for the the spring and the summer. We're going to get Robbie Lovick talking about sailing. We're going to have Andrew Gibson talking about the, the Life saving, And because you know, you know An- Andrew quite I well do. for the saving. He's trying shaper. to recruit
5: me for masters, but I'm too mm-hmm. scared of <laughs> sharks.
0: <laughs> 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 and of course, Linda Lim will be there with the stand up paddleboard. So we're going to really focus on the, some of the some of the uh, the summer sports that are coming up, and uh, probably be the wrap for uh, Michael. We able to do the big wrap of the the local grand final. The footage. great man will lead into the cricket, which starts the week after that. Local <laughs> cricket, so it's sure. just going to be a huge oh. eight till ten o'clock. Um, and I'll be I'll be listening to you while I'm driving down to a, a special event that I'm going to. But
4: it's, uh, you're keeping that very secret. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's no reason behind that. No. Okay. <laughs> but it's a big week in sport too, okay.
6: Michael. It right, is Michael? the uh, Asian Games uh, in South Korea. You've also got the Underwood stakes on at Caulfield today. So the Spring Carnival sort of just around the corner. Athletics, the City Marathon on tomorrow. The motorcycle racing, Spanish MotoGP GP on tomorrow. You've also got the cycling UCI World Road Championships in Ponferrada in Spain. Uh, you've also got the Gymnastics World Championships in Turkey Monday night. The Brownlow Medal. On Friday, the Ryder Cup, and uh, that was a great Ryder Cup in 2012. Promises to be another good one. Starts on Friday, and the triathlon starting tomorrow in in Wahai in China, and also the FIBA World Championships for women in Turkey and the World's Women's Baseball Championships in Japan and expect the Aussie girls to go better than the Aussie men, Darren, in the basketball? I would
4: think they're going to do very, very well. And we went down by a few points to the US in a trial game overnight. So can I just say congratulations to John Barrett, a 63-year-old engineer. He won the uh, 2014 World Black Pudding pudding Throwing Championships in Ramsbottom in very great Manchester Manchester over the weekend. He's trained for that. He has. It's outstanding. Well done, John. And, and just, just the, the and, and the, the update on the the
0: Australian women's baseball too, Darren, because we did speak to Simone Wern, who's the coach of that. Uh, Look like they're probably going to finish third. It uh, sort of wraps up in the next two days, as Mick just mentioned, and. Uh, Every, every chance Australia finishes third in that, which would be a pretty good. Effort. Fantastic.
8: All
4: right, have got a few people to thank: Greg Sanford and Emily Rollins who joined us, talked local girls' footy. John G dropped in. We had uh, Sam, uh, Sam Palmer, and Greg Whitelaw talk table tennis. Rory Sackville was on the on the line. Neil Craig joined us. Scotty Williams was here as well, talking golf. We've got to thank. Uh, cafe to you, Mornington, the world's best coffee uh, by a long, long shot. Thank you very much, our good friends. Prime Projects Construction, Hip Pocket Work, where am the Flinders Golf. We're going to see you in a couple of weeks' time, Neil. Oh, I'll probably pop back. <laughs> you do. Well, enjoy wherever you're going on your mystery remember, tour. remember, if,
0: to, if you want to go to the Flinders Golf Club, the trivia night was October 17. That's we'll what, be uh, there. That's what he was talking about. And th- that wedding expo, I think...
5: Tomorrow at the Mornington At the Race Mornington Club. Race
4: Club, which the uh, the Flinders Golf Club are involved in. Absolutely. Yeah. Good on you, Neil. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Bossy, good calling this afternoon. Costa, Scott, Jess... We'll catch up with you next week. It's been great having your company on the locker you room this Saturday see a bunch of morning.
5: girls in dress-ups. It's our silly Saturday. I'm That's why I'm off following
6: to Following. We're <laughs> a meeting.
4: Look out. I know where I'll be tonight. We've got uh, Graham and Jazz time coming up right on 12 o'clock. We're great to have your company this Saturday morning. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch up with you next week from Coles at McRae at 8 o'clock. Uh, take care. We'll catch you soon. Bye for now.
0: Today's episode of The Locker Room was proudly brought to you by the Flinders Golf Club. Top quality playing
7: conditions, modern facilities and a sense of tradition that comes from being over 100 years old.